good evening. <laughs> I know it's usually good morning, right? Good evening or good morning or good afternoon whenever you're listening to this. I'm just still thrilled that I have listeners from all over the world and that's really exciting. So happy that you're here with me today. I don't really have a topic in mind. However, I do want to say how important it is to know yourself really well so that you're able to adjust life <laughs> to help you to continue to use things that serve you or go towards things or gather things or be around things that serve you because it's so important for our energy, you know. Uh, yesterday, well, actually, uh, leading up to yesterday, I um, prepared a lot for a lot of different things that was going on this week, this past week. I had, um, I had an interview on Friday. Um, I had... Also, I am coordinating a family gathering down in Southern California, where I live in Northern California. So if you look at a map, I live in the, the Bay Area, and Southern California, um, from where we're going, kind of like towards um, Disneyland, which is in Anaheim, that is about five hours if you drive fast uh, and probably in a more casual way, um, probably six, seven hours maybe drive. It's about an hour flight, but about six to eight, seven hours drive. And that's not including traffic too. So that could be an extra hour, an added hour depending. Anyway, so I am um, organizing the family gathering, which is really awesome because it's really helping me with my leadership skills, which I am developing and learning how to just kind of keep things moving, right? Because we could rely on people for only so much, but then we need to just keep things moving. Anyway, I um, we've had, um, it's very sad, we've had two uh, auntie and uncle um, who were not doing well. Um, my auntie, she has esophageal cancer, and my uncle, it was just um, pretty much sometimes the body just gets very weak and deteriorates. He was uh, 91. Yeah, 91 this year. Oh, actually, I think it's around this time, too, that he's 91. Um, so he's just shy of his 91st birthday. So anyway, uh, my uncle passed. And um, good news is that my auntie's doing well. They're, they're not... Uh, husband and wife. This is a, a different auntie. Um, anyway, all of my aunties and uncles are really getting up there in age. 
and thankfully you know a lot of them they uh they're they are up in age so i mean that could be like looked at as a good thing right like you know for one you could see it as well they're getting up there in age they're you know they're going to be passing soon and i mean reality hits you know because we all pass and that's a natural thing and that's okay i mean i i guess for me it's important for me to know how i'm going to be going to be taken care of after i pass so for me i'm looking into paying for everything before i pass and you know that could be at any time right let me close this it's getting too hot so then i put on the ac in the house it's like under 70 degrees in the house and i was getting so hot and i'm like okay maybe i could just cool off in the bath and like i'm really cold now <laughs> so oh yeah i did i didn't welcome you to my soaking sanctuary did i <laughs> i just said welcome <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm here that's why i'm recording but um, yeah, i'm gonna close the door so it's a little bit warmer uh anyway so going back to death to me it's not a scary thing you know i mean the process of dying can be very scary right like if you're sick or um you have an illness some type of illness i don't know to me that's really scary because you don't know when you're gonna die how you're gonna die you're going to be suffering, dying, but the actual, like, death, dying part, like, you don't feel any pain after, so, I think for those who consider suicide, um, that's just not, it's just, it's so sad, because, you know, really, we, we need to be thinking the other way, like, how can I, um, like how people say, you know, like how can I leave a mark on the world? I really believe like we need each other, right? And we really need to work together to figure out us and what our, you know, help us discover like what our gifts are. We're, we're so full, every one of us. We're so full. Oh, I like that, so full. We're so full of gifts and unique talents. And, you know, the, and, and it's not so much like what we can do, but it's our thoughts and our, our you know, like um, how when you feel something so exciting or so beautiful or just so sometimes like the moment just overtakes you right so we have like these moments of joy we're just so elated and like a natural high right i'm not talking about drugs or anything to to enhance that but like a truly natural high like when you feel good you feel amazing i i think that is just like a beauty of the world that you can give back in that energy and 
really, you know, when those things happen, it's like you have the energy that attracts other beautiful things. And, you know, use that momentum to continue to go forward where it's really sad where, you know, I mean, I get it. A lot of people have gone through incredible things. And uh, I'm not sure if I told you, but um, this woman, she went through the Holocaust and uh, she was a little girl at the time and she separated from her um, family and, uh, oh God, it was just so horrible. And all these children were set aside for this man who did experiments on them and everything. And she found it in her heart to forgive him. And she says, I know that I will have a lot of people against me for doing that. But she says, that was the only way that I knew how to go on with my life. And one of the, the powerful things is that when you forgive others, you really forgive yourself. Because a lot of times I think we see ourselves as victims, we, and then we're hard on ourselves, or we think that maybe we have caused that situation or whatever, but you know what? Life happens. And it's what we do with our experience that, you know, we can help others, right? We can help others avoid that experience or we can help share our story to inspire people. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't have statistics about how many people were inspired by this woman or just downright pissed off, <laughs> angry. Like, how could you ever, you know, um, apologize? But she did that in person. She actually went to, to Germany and she did that in person. Anyway, my point is, is it doesn't need to be something that drastic. But we hold grudges and we hold resentment against people. That's so damaging for ourselves, for our souls, for ourselves. Because all, you know, this, this um, anger and hate and um, even like the hurt that you've had that caused the anger and hate um, or, you know, just your, your mindset. All of that goes into our cells. It actually physically goes in our cells. So there's um, like hormones and um, peptides and I, I'm not a scientist, but it's on a physical level. And if we don't release that, that, that's why I say it's so important to release all the toxins in your body, all the toxins in your brain, right? In your cells, just release them, let them go. I love the, um, the saying about autumn is that it, it's the, the time that we learn to let things go. Like the trees, right? They go through a system and they let go. 
they let go of the leaves, you know, things die off. And what happens in the spring? Spring is like the most marvelous time because here's everything that just comes alive. We're renewed. We have that ability to do that. To just get rid of the old completely and have new thoughts and new memories and build your new life and your new goals and your new experiences and your new discoveries about who you are. It's beautiful. We're just to become like the seasons. And, um, that's a beautiful theme for today. Sometimes I, I don't really know like what I'm going to talk about. But, you know, there it goes to show you, right? Like I'm in my element. I'm in the um, in my soaking sanctuary. I woke up this morning just saying how beautiful my my inner circle is. My people that I know people that I have um, met, people um, who are my friends, my beautiful family. Um, I have, you know, different friends for different things and different energies, right? Um, different things that we share, different interests. And how lovely is that? That we're able to connect with people and have this joy that we share with each other and be willing to you know branch out and to go beyond your regular people and do different things i think it's just an awesome way to go through life and um it's an adventure and for me um I realized about, like I, how I said, just know yourself. I realized, <laughs> I mean, it's like, I should know this about myself. But I always think that I can do more. But, um, you know, it's just, I am an introvert. It's just how I see the world, how I process the world. And I need to go into my babe cave and really get into connecting with myself again and um, it's a lot of people's energies you know that I'm exposed to and I had a blast yesterday I did a photo shoot for a 70s party so people are like what does that mean well, that means the 70s the era the 70s it's not like there's people in their 70s there although there probably was a lot of people in their 70s but it was for um, my friend a good friend who's um, in he just turned 60 he's actually 60 tomorrow <laughs> but um, anyway so it's a, um, a friend of mine her husband and just like Oh my gosh, these people are the neatest people in the world. They've had, um, I think, 12 foster children. 
and they're always giving back to the community. Um, they they developed a um, kids helping kids. So basically, you know, they help children get off the street and um, you know help them uh, basically live you know really beautiful lives, right? Like not being a victim of their circumstance. And uh, then in turn, they help other teens. It's just a beautiful program, you know? And he's also, uh, I think, like a minister in the church and just so many ways that he gives back. They both give back to the community. They're just each other's soulmates. They are really, truly best friends, which sometimes... When um, sometimes women say that their husband's their best friend, but it's not always the case, right? Um, they could they could be husband and wife only, and not best friends. But there are cases where they are really truly best friends, and I really feel that about them. And just being there, you know, with their family and enjoying the party at the same time, and I'm taking the photographs. It just it was all a lot, and I didn't even realize because I I got there early, so it was like six hours, um, probably like five hours intense, but um, six hours of just working. And I'm really excited about all of the photos I took, and um, it's really great. It's just it was a blast. And it, it was a blast from the past. <laughs> um, I was little in the 70s, but, <laughs> but enough to remember Bell Bottoms and, you know, other types of TV shows and stuff. <laughs> That's why, like, this, the, what's that 70s show? Like, people are like, you watch that? I was like, no, because we actually live through that. Why would you want to watch it? I don't know. To me, I think that's kind of weird, which I think that's what I didn't get about my mom because there's a book that talked about, it's the, the Joy Luck Club, talked about uh, these girls, I think it was San Francisco also, if I can remember correctly, and, um, and their lives and how they grew up. And so I think it was the same era as my mom grew up, and so I was telling her about the book and, and, you know, telling her all about it. She was like, why would I have an interest in reading that? Because, I mean, that's like, you know, basically her life, right? Like, or, you know, not exactly, but you know what I'm saying. Like, when you lived in that era, and, you know, like how I said, oh, gosh, I really wish I would have lived in the Beatles era. That's just so exciting. But, um... But, you know, to learn about that and to learn about history and people's experiences when history comes alive, it's just so fun. And, uh, yeah, I really felt like we went back in time yesterday. It was really, it was really awesome. Anyway, so my point is, is that I'm the type of person that if there's a lot of energies and a lot of, like, really high um, I don't really get to a low, I guess. 
some people are um, kind of like that, where they get really high and they get really low. Um, no, I'm pretty stable. It's just that I think the next day I really need to give myself a lot of self-care and really take the time to just chill out and be in my babe cave and gather my energy, you know, for the rest of the week, which I did today. And I'm really proud of myself that I did that. Um, and I didn't have any um, packaged foods or anything. I drank a lot of water and I ate really good today and um, I feel really good. And the Epsom salt bath always really helps me. I use, uh, I don't even know what it's called. It's like a bath soap, I guess. But um, I got it from Lush and I just put it in the bathtub and it, uh, it kind of melts a little bit in the bath. I mean, I guess you use it as a soap. I'm not really sure, but I just put it in the bath and it smells good and it feels good. And, um, along with my Epsom salt and I use, um, coconut oil in my bath and just, it makes me feel so good. Like I feel really refreshed. And if you don't know that Epsom salt helps you detoxify your body as well. Plus, you get extra, um, I was going to say melatonin, but it's not. <laughs> uh, it's extra, gosh, I can't even think of the word. It starts with an M, um, but I can't think of the word right now. Mm. <laughs> Funny, it'll come. But um, magnesium, magnesium. <laughs> you get extra magnesium through the, um, through the bath, which our body needs that. Anyway, um, so going back to our life and just, you know, our uniqueness, it's truly incredible when we're given that knowledge or that permission, right? Sometimes to say, hey, you know what? You don't need to compare yourself with anyone. You could just be yourself in your own skin and embrace it and you grow like right? you you grow you learn and you learn all about yourself and how wonderfully you're made and what you're made for i think that's the most awesome thing in the world anyway as i said like the seasons we need to learn how to let go let go of the pain, like let go of the anger, let go of that resentment. And that's how you truly connect with yourself. Because how could you truly connect with yourself when you've got all of those emotions involved? The fear, the, you know, all of those things. Anything, like I, t I say every single time, anything that is not love, it's not really connecting with yourself. You're letting outside influences rule you, really. You're giving your power to these people. You're giving your power away. Don't do that. One of the things that I learned from Mel Robbins, oh my gosh, I adore that woman. She said, 
those 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 things that you hear those um those you know um <laughs> I always imagine like the angel on one one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder those devilish ones those devilish things that you hear I don't know if it's a good analogy or not but that's the way I think of it so hopefully I'm not offending anybody but really if you think about it the angel is all about love right it's all about being gentle with yourself. It's all about, you know, you could challenge yourself, but you could do it in a beautiful way. And be empowered, right? That comes from love. But then the devilish side is, no, don't do it. Don't, don't tell her that. Don't tell him that. Don't, don't do that. You know, don't, you, you know, you can't, you you won't be successful. Or um, you remember that last time, you know, this happened, that, you know, everybody laughed at you or whatever, right? Anyway, Mel Robbins, she goes through this whole, it's called Kick Ass with Mel Robbins. She goes through this whole um, interview. One of the most powerful interviews, it, it just really stuck with me because this is actually what I did for myself. But she put it in a way of not not like me. Like I would say, you know, instead of saying, what's wrong with you, Joanna? I know that's from other people, right? People are saying, what's wrong with you, Joanna? Excuse me. I would say, do like a little hiccup? <laughs> um, anyway, so um, they, she says, or, or actually I said um, to myself, this is how I learned how to get over all of those those voices, right? That are like, what's wrong with you, Joanna? You know, or how could you be so stupid or whatever, right? Like those are all from other people. Because we don't treat ourselves like that. Anyway, she says, uh, oh, <laughs> let me talk about myself first. Um, so then how I got over it was I said, what? I go, no, I just stopped it. Stop that thinking, right? I go, no. What's right with you, Joanna? And then I would, you know, list off. Um, I know as far as for negative things that happen to us, one negative thing, we need to overcome it with five positive things, right? Like if you want to put labels on them. So one um, incident that happened, maybe it was a near miss in you know not getting hit right like by a car or something or not hitting somebody and it's terrifying like you just get into the stress mode and everything stop yourself because we can get all frazzled and then cause other things in our day or our life or in other people's lives that happen that you could prevent from happening just from that one incident so rather than getting angry and going oh my gosh you're such an idiot you know to yourself or to the other person or whatever you need to overcome them with five positive things okay happy thoughts happy thoughts let me go you know people go let me go to my happy place we have the power of doing that so rather than getting all pissed off 
that you almost got into an accident, that guy was just such an idiot, whatever, blah, 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 or you're such an idiot for not seeing that happening, and you almost got hit, whatever. Thank God you didn't, for one. Thank God you you didn't, you know, um, you weren't hurt or you didn't hurt anybody else. Like, there was nothing that happened. It was a mere thing that happened. And thank God that, you know, your family is safe or that, you know, you have a roof over your head if you need to get desperate about stuff, right? Um, that you have a job, that you um, your health is good, whatever else things that you can think of to be grateful for in that moment that truly changes the mindset of that incident that happened. So it's a chain of events that you are in control of. Anyway, going back to my point, as I would always say, what's right with you, Joanna? And I would think about just the most, um, the, the smallest details if I was really desperate or the biggest details that if it was very apparent and you know whatever else I can grasp to be grateful for in the moment and it worked you know I didn't realize I developed this myself but I didn't realize that that's an actual method that you could use but people do it in different way so one of the, the ways, I'm gonna watch my time. Okay, yeah. One of the ways that uh, what was suggested in the interview that she did was to give it a name, the, the voices, right? So she says, okay, she goes, you're afraid of being judged. And he said, yeah, I am, I'm afraid of being judged. She goes, okay, so what does that look like? And he goes, well, you know, if I go to, like, the grocery store. Um, okay, so let me go back to describe this uh, situation. He's from the Deep South. He goes to a Baptist church. And he knew from a very young age he was gay. So it was horrifying for him because he couldn't be himself. And he liked boys. And so... Um, he was found out and the minister and the minister's wife, you know, they just said to like not act out on it. And, you know, basically he was allowed to um, be in the church still, which he stayed in the church and he wasn't able to teach Sunday school anymore. But they were allowed him in the church just not to act out on, you know, and, um, of course, you know, he was treated a certain way. And um, he said that, you know, a lot of the, the stress and everything caused him to eat and um, not want to go out and, you know, everything. So then she says, okay, well, you know, let's... Um, she breaks a lot of things down. And she says, let's do some role-playing. She says, uh, let's... Um, this is going to a point, so bear with me. But this is how she broke it down. She says, let's, let's do some role-playing. She says, just say that I'm the, um, the minister's wife and I see you in the grocery store. Because he said, I'm terrified to go to the grocery store because I'm going to see people. 
and they're gonna say, oh, you know, you got so fat, or, you know, what's, what, how you're not in church, or whatever, right, so he, um, he, he doesn't go out of his house, and so, um, she says, okay, she says, let's go to the grocery store right now, let's go do role, role play with the grocery store, she says, there's minister's wife, what are you gonna say, and, um, and then, he says, well, she's going to ask me why I'm not, or she, she's going to say, you know, hello, whatever, right? And then, <laughs> and then she says, um, and then what are you going to say? And then, and then he, he's like, oh my God, this guy's so hilarious. He's like, hey girl, what's going on? <laughs> and they were laughing. And, and then, um, he, he's, she says, you know, what if she says, um, you know, why aren't you in church? Or why didn't you, why haven't you been in church? And then he says, well, um, because I'm something like I'm embracing me or something like that. Like basically he's, he's feeling good in his skin kind of like, cause he came out. So he's, he's, um, publicly gay and um, and then that's okay with him and so Mel says well she says you could just say that I feel uncomfortable going to to church and being gay or something like that and uh, I can't remember exactly what she said but she says just you know be transparent tell the truth like embrace who you are that's where she was going with everything and I love that, right? So it's this whole mindset that he taught himself how not to be himself and how that he is, you know, being a victim and blaming everything on other people and not really embracing who he is, right? Like truly being who he is and being okay with who he is. He's always trying to be somebody to fit in, to be pleasing. And, and you know, a lot of us do that. And I could say, I've done that, right? I can't say we all do that. I don't know if we all do that, but most of us do that, right? So, but we have the power of changing things around. So if we have the power to accommodate to everybody else we can have that same power to accommodate to ourselves for the things that serve us and the things that we need to do and and the things that uh, that we need to discover who we are um that's what helps us you know it's the um the the things that um, serve us and then also the people right to help us get there so if we just like do a little shift i always say we need to do a shift within ourselves like don't be that person that tries to control everything else like control the world around us right we need to become that shift we need to shift in our mindset we need to say that's where we need to come connected. 
So getting out of that victim mentality will help you with your anger, will help you forgive, will help you forgive yourself, and then make that shift to connecting with yourself and stepping into your power and not trying to control situations and other people and outcomes but to shift and learn about yourself connect with yourself take care of yourself love yourself because that's the only way that you're going to be able to truly find your peace your inner peace and your happiness is if you do that not if you're a people pleaser not if you're a chameleon not if you're um, a puppet, right? Because if you're doing things that other people want you to do all the time, you don't even know what you want to do. Like, well, how could you live your life like that? A lot of people do. How could you live your life with other people's um, standards or other people, you know, so we don't need to compare ourselves with other people. Because we're not other people. We're individuals. Okay, so going back to that shopping experience, then she also talks about, um, you know, how can we switch our mindset for, for when those voices in our head say we can't do it or we're going to get laughed at or that's a ridiculous idea or, you know, anything that shoots us down and does not help with our confidence. Anything that's not love, that, you know, I always say, right? Because our soul only knows love. Anything that's not love is from other people. Or it could be an experience that we had and an agreement that we made with ourselves that we'll never do that again. And sometimes we might have even forgotten that, even though it wasn't a conscious thing, even though we didn't say it, you know, like, oh, I'll never fish again because this was my experience or whatever, right? I would never bungee jump again because, you know, that was a near-death experience or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't have to be that drastic. It could be... I would never speak in public again, which I know is a big fear of people because they've been laughed at, they were nervous, they were ridiculed or whatever. It didn't even have to go that far, but in some cases it had. And we make agreements with ourselves to say, I'm never going to do it again. Uh, one of my friends, she says, I don't, I don't speak. She just said that was like her policy, right? I don't speak in meetings. And I was like, wow, where'd that come from? And she undefensively said, I don't know, just don't do it. And I said, but it must have come from somewhere. Like, even if it was like, you know, when you were a kid or something, something happened that you made that agreement that you don't do that. And so she looked back and she identified exactly when that happened. So we can forgive ourselves because, you know, it was just an incident, right? It's in the past. We don't need to make these agreements and stick by them. It doesn't mean that that's going to happen again. 
And if we're better prepared and we, you know, take control of our nervousness and we overcome those barriers and those boundaries and those, you know, um, things that we think that might be impossible or put us in the box or give us fear or put us down or, or keep us keep us down, we keep ourselves down. Nobody keeps us down. We keep ourselves down, right? We push ourselves down. We're a worse critic or we can be. But in the other side of that, we can be our best critic. And we can do that. We just need to change our habits. So when we listen to our voice, or it's not our voice, okay? <laughs> we, we can and will listen to our voice all the time. So if, if someone says, you, you know, if, you're, if your gut says, hey, answer that question, raise your hand. Then like sometimes you want to raise your hand and then that other voice says, no, you don't want to look stupid or everybody knows that already or, you know, whatever else, you know, your voice tells you, right? Or, you know, like you don't want to, you don't want to um, upset the teacher if the answer's wrong or whatever, right? Or your, your boss. I mean, it might not be the teacher, right? But sometimes we go back to that person that we were in that incident. Those are triggers. Those are triggers. Those are agreements. Those are feelings that we feel in our body and we let it overtake us. Once we're able to overcome those things, we're a new person. Once we're able to let go, we're a new person. Once we're able to forgive, we shift our mindset to do the things that serve us, that brings us joy. We're actually moving forward. I, I think about it as driving all the time as driving because that's what we're doing as we're going on our journey, whether you're walking or driving. But driving is really awesome because if you're driving, you need to stay in your lane. You need to go where you need to go. No one can drive for you. And we're all driving our own cars. So if we're, you know, right next to somebody for a short period of time and we separate, we meet up later, um, you know, we're all going on our journeys. So we need to always be focused. And we always need to be in alignment to where we're going. That GPS, that inner compass, that inner you know, no knowing, I call it the inner wisdom. And we need to know what that is, for one, so we're not aimless. And once we know what that is, then we're living our life with purpose because we know what direction we need to go. How do we do that? We need to let go of all of those emotions all the things from the past, all the stuff that's keeping you stuck because those are from other people, other experiences, all the things that happened in the past. 
You have com complete control over what happens in the future. Anyway, <laughs> I smell skunk again. I smell skunk around the apartment all the time. Not all the time, but like probably like three times in a, in a month, maybe. And I just saw the skunk like running around like a little cat <laughs> around the apartments. So I was like, oh my gosh. I feel sad for the skunk because he's just scared to death and he needs to just be where he needs to be. But, you know, he's in an area where there's cars and there's people and there's, you know, just so much distractions for for him that he's scared. So anyway, sorry. This is a little tangent, but we can be like that, right? And, and spray <laughs> but when we over we can't be spraying all the time like how could you go through life spraying all the time like the skunks right because you're going to repel people by doing that that's actually a pretty good analogy but um anyway going back to how like some people are like yeah i want to do that i want to do that how okay so Mel says to give this fear or anxiety, whatever you're feeling or hearing or whatever's holding you back, give that a name. Give that like a character, okay? Because what that does is that that helps you take it out of your body and, and you know, treat it as, something instead of like an untangible thing it's like a something right so what she suggested to this um the interviewer i can't remember his name i'm thinking it was nick but i could be wrong but um what she suggested was to give it a name she says when you hear those voices who do you you know you're gonna think of somebody who do you think of maybe it's the the preacher's wife What's her name? Sharon. Okay. Well, just give it a name. Give it Sharon. So when you hear those voices, just say, stop it, Sharon. And then, so he said, shut up, Sharon. You know, or people can say, no, I don't agree with that, Sharon. You know, that, that doesn't feel good, Sharon. You know, give it a name, right? You could do that. Um, what her, I think it, she said it was her 13-year-old son. She, she said it so fast. It was a 13-year-old boy. Gave it the name. It wasn't actually somebody he knew, but gave it the name Oliver. So when Oliver comes out, which is his anxiety, when Oliver comes out, he says, Oliver, I don't want to play today. Or Oliver, I don't agree, you know, I, I don't want to do that. Or Oliver, you know, um, I... I I want to do this. You know, he gives the anxiety a name so that he could suppress it, I guess. Um, well, you don't say suppress because it's not, it's really like kind of handling it. And it becomes easier for us to do it that way because we're giving it a name. We're giving it... Um, and, and in some sense, we are giving it energy, 
But when we do give it that, when we decide not to give it that energy, we're just telling Oliver no. We're telling Sharon to shut up. <laughs> we're telling, you know, whoever to leave us alone, right? And in that sense, then we can not be distracted. We don't have the emotion and we can connect with ourselves and we can basically go on our merry way. It's so simple when you break it down like that. And it's in very empowering when you do that because you have control over your thoughts, your actions, your behaviors, your fear, your anxiety, those triggers, you have control over them. It's a beautiful method and tool and way and you know the it and you can decide to just ignore Oliver, right? Or ignore Sharon. You could just decide to ignore them. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm gonna do it anyway. And pretty soon you'll see that it's less and less and less. And that and the interesting thing is is that I, I didn't put this together, but this was a, a different person that she um, interviewed with. And this person said that she was an emotional eater. Interestingly, that it was the anger that she festered inside because she wanted to control things. That was the emotion that was causing her to eat. It's like interesting, right? When you break it down, when you get step out of the emotion or, or just, you know, tell Oliver to be quiet for a moment and you really like step out of the emotions that are just dis- dis- distractions that become excuses so that you won't get into more fear or more anxiety or more stress. And then we become conditioned because we conditioned ourselves because we're avoiding anything that's hard, anything that's difficult, anything that's challenging, anything that's going to take us outside of our comfort zone. I thought that was really fascinating the way she just broke that down so simply. It's like I knew these things, but I didn't really know like how to put them in a tangible way of dealing with it and so it's very interesting I'm on the other side now of you know the victim right and I I when I hear people speaking from the victim I realize that that's what's holding them back for a lot of things and these things we need to heal so if you do need to see a professional see what feels good for you because sometimes professional tells you stuff and you're like, oh, it doesn't really go with me. But you're a professional, so I'll listen. But, you know, if it just doesn't feel good, it's probably not even true. So you need to know what your truth is. Anyway, I have beautiful, beautiful friends who who listen and don't offer me advice. Or if they do offer me advice, 
it's very practical and wonderful advice and I really you know I truly take it to heart and it's not the type of advice like you know if you don't take my advice you're not going to do well kind of thing no it's not like that the advice is very constructive meaning like you know it happens in relationships where just you know things just don't go well or there's certain periods that they're just really rough but you make it through and you find a way to make it through and it does take both you know sides but sometimes it's it's us right it's us sometimes and sometimes it's the other person but when we're able to identify what it is we're able to express what it is and i think that's the key is that when we're throwing tantrums or we're throwing or we're throwing pity parties or we're playing victim um in some cases excuse me some cases people do this all the time to have attention to get attention and um that's very manipulative when we do that to to get attention and i just thought that was really interesting because when they don't get the attention then they get angry right so it's like a catch 22 because it's like things make them angry and when they're angry then they do things to get attention and when they don't get attention then they get angry it's like okay you don't get out of that circle but we have the whole ability to change that so i call that if you look back at my episode it's called love virus love virus we can spread love viruses but it has to come from within and oh you know people are like oh yeah you know you just think positive or you know it's just a cutesy thing or whatever no it's not it's really real because that that um, joy that elation that security that um, peace that you know inner compass that's so strong that always has that north right like you're always pointed in that direction that all comes from loving yourself connecting with yourself how do you do that you get rid of all the other stuff you let that go anyway i hope that helps and i'm probably coming up to the end of my stuff and <laughs> getting a little cold here yeah i'm almost time See, I, I know I have my inner timing. <laughs> anyway, I'm so relaxed. I'm so glad that I can talk to you about all of this. Because it's so crucial for us to understand what we need. Not what other people need from us, but what we need. Because that's the only way that we can truly give. Like that couple who who give so much to so many people and to to each other and keeping their priorities straight in life and keeping that groundedness and centeredness what a beauty that is we can live towards our potential and you know just a hundredfold give back once we know what our gifts are 
So be the shift, learn to let go, take care of yourself, know yourself well, and know what you need, and be unapologetic about who you are, because we are just so beautifully made, and we just need to discover that, and know that, and believe it, that we have so, so much, you know, don't throw that away, because really life is too precious, and that's so important for us to know and have peace of mind that we've done what we were meant to do in our lives before we pass. Anyway, have a wonderful day, a wonderful year. <laughs> it's almost towards the end of the year now. I'm not sure when you listen to this, but gosh, it seems like life goes by so fast. And when we don't plan for it, like, you know, with my family, I haven't heard back from my family about stuff, but I'm in charge and I'm just, you know, taking that leadership position and running with it and just looking out for everything else that's necessary in order for us to have a really great time. And sometimes we need to step up and, you know, do these things, even though it's not natural for us. We have the ability to do anything we really do, you know, to set our mind to do, right? Okay, so <laughs> I wish you farewell for now. Until next time. Okay. Mm-hmm.